All right, everybody, welcome back to the Big Rim Podcast. I'm your host, Remy, and I got a special guest here with me, Miss Gidget Johnson here. Okay. Just to give you all some background on Miss Gidget Johnson, she is she graduated from Clark Atlanta, HBCU, all right, and uh, has a Bachelor of Science and a Master of Science in Mathematics, as well as getting her Juris Doctor degree from Mercer University. So, Miss Johnson, Miss Gidget, as we like, as we know you as, um, can you tell us about, you know, how you, where you're from and uh, what inspired you to pursue a career in law? Okay. So, I'm from Covington. I, I am a Georgia peach. Um, I, I'm homegrown. I, I have not lived in any other place other than in Atlanta. And when I was in um, college and then I moved to Macon um, for law school, I didn't move to Macon for law school. I actually moved to Macon for um, my first husband was from Macon, Jason's dad. And mm-hmm. um, I ended up going to law school there. And um, yeah, I'm just a, I, I'm I'm just a Georgia peach. I'm a home hometown girl. I'm I've been practicing law here in um the Conyers and Metro Atlanta area for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you ask, how did I get involved with law? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. What and so, um, so when I was in high school, my, um, my father got arrested by the federal government and they kicked in our front door. Um, that is kind of how the trajectory of me becoming a lawyer came about. Right. I actually ended up taking over his um, his lawyer's practice when I graduated from law school. And so um, she waited for me to, to get out of college, to go to law school. And then she retired and, and turned over her practice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but but yeah, like the way that I got involved with it was kind of not by choice. I was right. necessarily like I I think that that that. And I always say that my father's storm um, was was for him, but but I'm the benefactor for right, you know right. I benefited from from him getting into trouble, and um, he went to trial. He was was not convicted, and so um, we ended up you know just becoming good friends with his lawyer. She became more like family. I think when you go through such a, a time as having federal drug charges. Um, right. When you go through that and I, I was actually at and still in high school. And so mm-hmm. when the federal government kicked in our door, my parents were still asleep, but I was up getting ready to go to school. My right. older siblings were out of the house. And so I think them, them kicking in the door, me being the person to know that, Hey, that, <laughs> like that's the federal government right <laughs> <laughs> and so when when that happened um it it forged a bond i believe with me my mom and my dad that that um the others really didn't get necessarily because they weren't there to experience that trauma and right. so just having having experienced that and um it's i wanted to be a lawyer Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I did, and here I am, twenty one years later, right? Um, 
still a lawyer. <laughs> yes, yes. But I've been praying. I've been praying <laughs> and asking God to like let me out, let me go. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh graduating from Clark Atlanta, uh, that's a prestigious HBCU in and of itself, as well as one in the Atlanta area. What made you choose that school? And were there any other choices that almost swayed you the other way? Um, I wouldn't say there were other choices that swayed me the other way. I did have some other scholarship offers, but I was um, offered a, a five-year scholarship that paid for everything from Clark right. Atlanta. So I was, I, I got the um, Office of Naval Research Prism D program. They had um, science majors. Um, the idea behind it was that you would get your bachelor's and master's in five years. And then right. go on to get your PhD. But I went the other way. I went to law school and got my JD, but but not a PhD. Um, several of my um, I guess they were not necessarily colleagues, but the other students that were on the scholarship that I was on, several of them went and got their PhD. But I mm -hmm. I didn't. I never it was never my intention to. Yeah. Um, I I always told them I wanted to be a lawyer because I already knew going into college and so yeah, I tried not to, I tried not to get the scholarship. I right. don't know if you know Rita Hector. She was, I think she was still at the high school, maybe when y'all were there, but she was my high school counselor, Miss Hector. Ooh, and wow. I didn't, well, she was still there when Jason was there. And so I didn't want to apply. Right. I, I wanted to go far away from, from Covington, right. To go to school. Yeah. And so I want to be right there in Atlanta, but I, um, so I didn't apply. I, I did, did it. And then she called my mom and said, hey, I've I've talked to Gidget. She won't apply for this scholarship. And my mom was like, oh, she, send the paper home. She'll have it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did apply and, and I got the scholarship. Um, and my my um childhood friend, my neighbor, um, she got the same scholarship. We went to through pre-k all the way through college together she got the same right. scholarship that i got and um yeah so it was really a blessing right to be on a scholarship that of course paid for everything and when i say everything i mean everything they pay for housing um tuition books we got a stipend all kinds of stuff and so it was it was a really really good experience um mm -hmm. i certainly am hbcu grown i got panther right. blood in my veins i'm a clark atlanta panther <laughs> yes ma'am that sounds good that's uh that's a blessing to get a scholarship i because not everybody can get a scholarship like that especially paying for every single thing that's kind of difficult okay so um when it comes to being a lawyer, there's obviously uh, certain qualifications you should have in terms of school and uh, uh, in school. But can you speak to like the intangible things that could make a good lawyer? So uh, I don't know exactly what to list off right now, but the intangible things that you can't see, but um, somebody has these qualities that make them a, a really good lawyer. So I think for me, I'm a criminal defense lawyer to the core of my being. Okay. And I also handle family law and juvenile court cases. Um, but I think to be able to think outside of the box is, is something that they don't, you don't really get that in law school. Like your ability to relate to people. Mm -hmm. um, I think my experience as 
well, my childhood trauma, I'm just going to say it, it, what, what it really is, right? Right. It right. was a traumatic experience. And so my my trauma actually allows me to see things from the other side where right. perhaps another lawyer may not have had the same experience, thank God, right? Mm-hmm. But but they also may not understand people who are in trouble. And so when a person gets in trouble, sometimes it's by their own doing and sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes you can just end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so um, I think being able to relate to what a family experiences outside of the defendant themselves, right? The person that's in trouble, but their mom, their dad, their children, right? The siblings. Um, I think the impact that it has on families, is not something that you can really um, explain to somebody. You kind of got to just go through it yourself. Right. Not that you would wish it on anyone. Right. But, you just don't know if you've never been arrested, you know, be grateful. Yeah. But but you just don't know from the other side unless some unless it's hit home. And so I think the intangibles that I have just are that like this path for me has not, has not been one that's necessarily chosen. I did get to make some choices. Right. But right. what I've learned is that God has a way of turning everything that goes on and that happens to us and that goes on in our lives and making it be for the benefit of us um in the end right Right. um i i think that the the i'm about to say statute but the scripture right i'm such (laughs) a lawyer scripture is is that all things work together for the good of them that love the lord and are called unto his purpose and so all I, I remind myself and everybody else it's all things, not some. So even when you are going through a storm, right? if you can make it through the other side, right? Um, there is an other side to every storm. And so it's just kind of like going through it and knowing that God is going to turn it around for you, that, that mm-hmm. when you love him and you, um, are walking and are called by him to do a certain thing, right? Then right. then he opens the door for you. He takes what what other people may see as a blemish and turns it into just a, a shiny spot for you. Right? right. And so it's it's just knowing and trusting and believing that he has his hands on me. I I believe I I operate in the favor of God. Right. I I certainly didn't have to take over a Miss Little's law practice. Like that's just something that doesn't happen to everybody, you know? And so I, um, I just believe that this practice of law, this practice of law that consumes, right. It consumes everything and, um, every aspect of your life. Like you, if you're a lawyer, you don't, you really don't get to just turn it off. Not, not if you're a lawyer to your core. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think that it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to say it other than my, my path has not been one that I've necessarily chosen. Um, but one that was laid out for me, I am walking in my calling and, and I'm pretty good at it, you know, or so they think (laughs) sometimes I am. And then there are times 
when I don't get good outcomes and I have to like suck it up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a sore loser. Right. And um, I don't like to lose. And so I'm, I'm also a fighter and a, a you know, like, like I'm just, right. I don't know, you know, but I can also use a sweet side. There's a sweet side to me that can be used in court that I might can reach somebody that the other lawyer might turn off, you know, like, right. you know, and so it, my, um, Jason's granddad, my father-in-law, my first father-in-law said, you, you can get more with honey than you can with vinegar. Right. And I keep it with me. And so <laughs> I keep that yeah. with me. Sometimes you can get more with honey. Sometimes you just got to go knock somebody's head off. <laughs> right. So, yes, uh, God has everything happen to us for a reason. Whether we, whether the experience is not, you know, ideal, he still has us go through it to have us, you know, um, come out on the other side. So you spoke to how, um, you're a sore loser when it comes to um, not getting the outcome you wanted. How do you how do you deal with that? Because I guess from being a uh, athlete, I guess it's like, you know, we get these 24 hour rule. Let yourself feel however you got to feel for 24 hours. Now it's back to business and stuff like that. Is there something that you go by that you're just like, OK, if this doesn't happen the way I want it to, this is how I deal with it. Or so. Yeah. So. I, I cry. I have periods of time that I set aside to cry. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just for losses, but just because it's heavy. It's a heavy um, profession. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I don't practice fun law. I'm not closing houses. I'm not, you know, winning a million dollar settlements, which could right. possibly come from something traumatic anyway. Right. So I'm not, I don't want to discount that and say that it's fun law, but I handle people with problems. And so it's, it is heavy and I take time to come home sometimes and I, I can put my super gauge cape on and be just everything during the week. Right. right. But on the weekend on Friday, I'm done. I'm spent. I don't have it to give. I need to take care of me. And so I come home and I might not leave back out of the house until Monday. Right. And now right. Leaving out of the house might be just logging into Zoom. It might not be. I don't have to go to the courthouse all of the time now like we used to, right? Thank God for COVID, right. but not really, <laughs> not thank God. But, you know, I some know. good <laughs> things have come out of COVID. And so it might just be, I just got to go throw something on and, and log on to Zoom, right? right. But, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm, um, I think I just got lost on the question, but ring me back in <laughs> right so how do you deal with the you said yeah, you, I, you take time to take cry. some time for me and so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so sometimes it's it's so heavy and you could i'm like a sponge you could just like squeeze me just a little bit and i might i might cry right. and i sometimes suffer with depression um to be just transparent it's hard right and so but i've learned coping skills to to know that, hey, I got to take some time for me because this is a heavy um, self-care. You know, you got to have some, this is a heavy profession. I'm carrying other people's burdens. I don't always get it the outcome that I want. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I certainly have to care for me and I got to be available to care for my family because they should come. They are just as important as a client. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, I I take some time. If I feel myself going too far, I will call my mommy. Right. I call my mommy and say, hey, it's a, it's just not a good. It's a, it's a crying weekend. And right. and it's like, can you put your finger on what's wrong? Well, nothing's wrong. But everything's wrong, right? It's yeah. just, it, it's, it's, I can't really put my finger on it. It's just that it's time. And so I, I have learned to take the time when it says, hey, when my body, when my mind, when my spirit says it's had enough, it's time now for me. And so yeah. I've learned to just take the time. And sometimes I can catch it before it gets to the point that I'm crying. But then right. other times I just can't. Like this past weekend, I wanted to cry so bad. But I don't have anything to cry about. And I just I just couldn't cry. It's like, yeah, ooh, I tried to watch a movie. Like, kid, no, right. you don't have anything. Like, I have so many blessings right now that God is just putting in the way. Like, Jason is getting ready to graduate from college, you know? And so I was planning a graduation dinner and an after-dinner function and a, just... You know, so many good things. I got a grandbaby that I love dearly, right? I mean, just right. so many good things that I don't have anything to cry about. And yeah. so it was no matter how heavy it is right now, I ain't got a I don't have a tear to cry. It's just right. like just let me just be happy. And so I just I I did it. I tried to watch a movie to see if I could get some tears. <laughs> Not a tear. Right. Not so, one to fall. My eyelashes may have gotten damp, but then no tears. Yeah. So there's that. So does that that ability to look within yourself and see um, where you know where your breaking point is or something like that, does that uh, also help with relating to defendants and their families as well? Or was that something that you developed after, you know, dealing with some cases and you're just like, man, like I got to I got to I got to look at myself. So I think um, I think. I think it just comes with having done it for so long um, that I can now identify what it is, right? Like you, and, right. and to be, I'm an introvert for one. I don't, I really just, at the end of work, I don't have any more energy to give to somebody else, right? Like I could, right. I can go out, I can go to a party. I even host a party for homecoming every year, right? right. And they're like, how are you hosting a party? Like you don't even <laughs> like people. No, I love people. <laughs> I just can feel everything going on in a room so my i'm so in tune to my spirit right, right. that if if i walk in and there's something off with you mm -hmm. right then i can probably feel it i may not know what it is but yeah. i can feel that there's something off and 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 because i'm an empath i can then receive it right and it right. comes off jumps off of you into me into my spirit and now i'm carrying this right, right. what was wrong with right. you i might can take it from you but i'm carrying it and so i just had to learn i had to really just learn to that i can't be everywhere um i can't do certain functions i can't I got I got to prepare myself to be in a space where it's going to be a lot going on around because I'm yep. going to absorb it. And um, yeah, it's probably I I, I have somehow absorbed the negative stuff. Yeah, no, I understand. I totally do. Um, so when it 
So after doing law, being in law for 20 years, you also decided to uh, start Athletes Layer. Can you kind of speak mm-hmm. to that and um, how things got started in your mind and where do you see it going in the future? So Athletes Lair is just what it sounds like. You know, a lair is like a safe space, right? Yes. For the in a, in a lion's lair. Right. And, and so, so in my mind, Athletes Lair is me taking all of everything about me um Mm -hmm. the mother right the football mom the um the the lawyer Mm -hmm. right the person who's worked with people with problems right the problem solver the the mathematician the one who can think outside of the box is taking that person and creating a safe space for athletes Mm -hmm. i um this this athletes there is my baby right Right. I had to get permission from God to to do it. Like right. he's not giving me permission to walk away from the practice of law, but he has given me permission to, in addition to that, you you can't leave this, but in addition to that, if that's what you want to do, then I'm I'm gonna bless it for you, right? Right. And so I've learned not to not to move on my own professionally. I still be a little hard-headed, right? Right. But professionally, I I know that God made me to be a lawyer and he has, I've been begging because it is heavy, right? Because I do suffer with the, the, um, depressing moments. Right. Right. And I've, I've asked, Hey God, can you give me something else to do? Let me out this courtroom. Like this is heavy. Like why come I can't do something else? Right. Yeah. Go get, go take a break and come on back. Go dust yourself (laughs) off and get on out there and get back in that courtroom. Right. Right. But I, I ask for athletes layer um, because I am a football mom. And this was the um, empty nester. Yes. Athletes layer is the product of me being an empty nester, a, a mom with one child who's going off to college. Right. And so I had to really create something. Of course, there's Gidget, the lawyer. But who is Gidget? Like, what is the space for Gidget? Right. Right. And so I. It was, what else can I do? I, I'm an overachiever yes. by nature, I think, right? But but what else can I do? And I want to do that. And so I prayed. I asked God. I took the test. I didn't pass the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was crushed because I'm a sore loser. Right, right. right. But I was crushed. Like, I was crushed. And I just, I kind of just, I did allow myself space to cry um, and have somebody to just, be in a safe space so that I could cry like oh I'm so disappointed because I'm a super smart girl you know what I'm saying and so it took a hit to my ego my ego took a hit and like you didn't pass Mm -hmm. but I didn't take a class right and they offered a class so I'm we're doing like we're at a seminar they have a two-day seminar they're teaching you the test and this dude has all of these little flashcards. I'm like, dude, what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, can you take the class? What class? You know, I yeah. could, I'm, I thought I'm so smart. I could, I could learn this myself. No, I couldn't. And so when I didn't pass that first time, I had to then sit out. Like, I mean, you know, um, you could take it two times for the the money that you pay, right? The right. fee. You could take the test. So it's a two timer test. They know that you might not pass the first time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't pass. 
and I sat out. Okay, so I studied. I took the class for the next time, but COVID hit, and they didn't offer the test. And so right. then I had to study, a, like, just keep studying, right? So it was like a whole nother year for wow. it to come back around. And they offered us the class to sit in the class, but to be quiet, but to sit in the class. But I'm telling you, Remy, that it didn't click for me until like the week before the test, the second time. Right. Like the, the week before, after, I wouldn't have been ready. So I'm telling you, all things, <laughs> COVID hit for me because Gidget wasn't ready for that test <laughs> that year. She had to go back right. around. <laughs> So yes. all of this COVID stuff is really about me. <laughs> right. No, no, no I'm just I kidding. I'm, I'm a jokester. I'm a jokester too. But what I'm what I'm saying is that like, yeah, everything works for your benefit. When God right. has his hands on you, like he'll just make it turn like, oh yeah, we're gonna be fine. Right. It was and easy discouraged so, yeah. at that moment too. So it's good that you, you know, but that just shows like you just gotta dust yourself off. Mm-hmm. When things don't go your way, get up right. and try again, right? right? And so that's the message. Um, when things don't work out, when when you fail a class, when you, whatever, when you're just disappointed that life didn't go your way, right? Yeah. Try again. Yeah. That's, that's something I'm still learning at this age that is just, you know, I got to trust God with what I'm trying to do because, um, at times I'm just like a I'm just like how you describe. Like I just think I know it all. And so I'll just go do whatever I need to do. And when I mess up, it's like, like, dang, I, I messed up. And I didn't, and I that's not what I expected myself. So it's just like it's mm-hmm. hard to compute. So uh, you know, I'm still But we all mess up. We all mess up from time to time, right? Right. And and, and sometimes even our best efforts not even when we mess up just isn't enough right yeah. and so sometimes it's just and then you have to ask what's what's the real plan and right. am i walking am i doing it right right and did you get guidance from the from the get-go right because right? we can be so smart just like i didn't that's a tough lesson for me mm-hmm. i'm not as smart as i in a new industry right i, yeah. I might be a, a damn good lawyer excuse my language <laughs> but and I am right, but yeah. I had to learn something new. So that just tells you if you want to do something, mm-hmm. invest in, in the time in it, right? To learn right. the skill. No, just jump out there. And I thought I could read all of those regulations. I could read the CBA, which was which is a ton of work. Like that, I mean, just I yeah. You need to also know how to work some problems, and right. that's what that class taught me that I couldn't learn otherwise and so you know that the lesson there is invest in it if you're really interested in something invest in the time invest the money to for somebody else get a mentor right um because there are people that just know more than we do yes anytime you're a baby in a in an industry you know go go hook yourself up with somebody that's done it for a long time and and take your pride away because otherwise you don't open yourself up to learning right right so that that I couldn't imagine the CBA being that much, that uh, that big, because we only know the main points from watching TV. So we don't even know that it's like. A- oh no 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 no! I'm talking about I'm talking about I can't even. Can you see? I'm <laughs> yes, talking about big. I had like the basketball one, so I wanted to start with the basketball, but I'm like, just 
you gotta get a player within three years. And so get you get you a contract first and then go somewhere else, go and start right. with another sport. And so that's that overachiever in me though. Like right. I just can't right. I'd rather read. I don't watch TV. And so mm. I'm I'm constantly learning something all of the time. Like just I'm go, I'm go, I'm reading and right. listening to music. <laughs> so uh for somebody watching this, let's say, because uh, the industry that you're going into when it comes to uh, athletes layer and in um, being a lawyer, there's not many. Uh, it's dominate. It's male dominated. And then on top of that, it's uh, being a woman, being a black woman. It could be, you know, there could be challenges that other people may not have to face that you have to face. Can you uh, speak to Let's say somebody's watching this wants to be a lawyer or somebody mm -hmm. wants to get into the sports agency side of things. Could you give them what would be the advice that you give them that you probably didn't necessarily get right away when you uh, started yourself? Um, so that's that's the deal with me. Like I did have a mentor, right, who was mm -hmm. a kick ass attorney. Um. And she was a female and she had a way rougher than me um, right. because she's so much older than me for one, but also, you know, in, they didn't have many lawyers, many female lawyers, period, back then, right? When she right. came along. Now, it's not as bad for lawyers, for female lawyers. Like, there are just a lot of us. If so so if I was had to give advice to somebody like you really need to be made for this. Right. Yeah. Um, A lot of people want to go to law school because whatever. It's not something that you do for your parents. You know what I'm saying? Like some people just yeah. follow in the footsteps like like, no, because you might end up being a sorry lawyer, a sorry lawyer. And we don't need any of those. Right. It's a it's a lot of lawyers and it's it, it is still male driven. Um. But, you know, we've made some progress like there. We in Newton County have two female um, Superior Court judges. Right? right. The probate staff, they, they're all female judges and the juvenile court staff in Newton are female judges. So so it's not as bad as it has been. Right. Um, and then there's also like, let's just keep it real. Like there's a black tax. Right. In right. every industry. Very, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's just a tax that we tax ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, right. But but also like systemically. We just have it a, a little harder. And so you right. put in the work, you put in double the work for the same amount. Yeah. That's the same, I think, across the board for any industry. Um, but you got to work hard anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like for me, I'm I just want to knock your head off. And right. I want to win, right? Yes. And so the win drives what the amount of work that you're gonna do. Yes. Um, so I, I don't want to lose. I'm I'm a sore I'm a sore loser. I, I am just a sore yes. loser. And I don't want to lose. And so I'm gonna put the work and I don't care who's on the other side. But I can I can tell you this that um several years ago I had an older lawyer, um, a white male, to talk to me that kind of like talking down to me right and i just had right. to really just check him and say hey you can't talk to me like that watch how you talk to me yes. and he 
he he checked himself after that and said, I didn't I didn't realize that I was coming off like that. Like, yeah, you are coming off a little like I might not know what I'm doing. Like, dude, I do. I can read. You know, I and so I have that um, in them already too. It's like it's like when they speak to somebody they already feel is inferior to them. It's just mm -hmm. natural for them to talk in a condescending tone. Right. And so, but after I checked him, like he, he it kind of, he checked himself, yeah. you know, like, and, and we didn't have any problems after that. So I think, I think just standing your ground for lawyers, making sure that you're, or anybody make, make sure that you know your craft, right. right. That you know the facts of your case, that, that you know your client, that you can turn it inside out, that you've, that you've taken your case apart and put it back together again. I mm. think it just, you know, there is no underestimating hard work. Right. Right. Like right. hard work. What What is it? Hard work pays off. Or, yes. Uh, hard work that? beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. And so there's that. In any in industry, work hard for what you want. Nobody is going to give it to you. Right. And you don't get to come up off of somebody else's hustle. Like that's my no. daddy made sure we knew that's his money. <laughs> right. Not Not ours. You know, yes. I'm going to let y'all use it, but that's <laughs> his money. So you don't get to come up off of somebody else's hustle. You got to work for what you want out of life. Like, right. And, and there is no, there is no getting around hard work. And if you put in the work, you're going to have some results. Yes. Whatever you put in, it's going to give you results. Right. And so yes. if you do a little, you can get a little, if you do a lot, you can get a lot. And so it's, it's across the board, this industry, anything else that you want to do, you doing the podcast, put in the work, right. be prepared, right? And yeah. there's no way around it. It's going to open up for you. Just keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. it. Keep doing it. Yeah, that's, I'm not a very patient person, but just with this, because this is a, I've always been the person, at least, I, I, I don't know if you saw it, being the football mom and being around our team a lot. I was a person that people listened to, and eventually over time, through Instagram and stuff like that, people were like, if you start a podcast, I'd listen. And, you know, I kind of was like, I don't know exactly how to start. I may need this, this and that. But eventually I was like, you know what? I got a phone. I got a microphone. I could just start here. And um, at this point, it's just being consistent and with the work that I put in. The same mindset that I took when I had to go play for Newton. The same mindset that I had to take when I had to go play for West Georgia is the same mindset that I'm taking here. That is just, you know, we're going to put in hard work uh, and on a consistent basis. It can't be, a, you know, the only time I get up is for when I'm I'm about to sit in the camera in front of you. I have to put in the work beforehand and stuff like that. And it's it comes with trial and error. And I'm still learning on the. It's almost like learning on the job for me because there's really no blueprint to I can succeed besides the fact that I have to be work hard and stay on a consistent path. And lawyers learn on the job too, that we don't have to right. go do an internship or something before or like doctors have to go do a, um, a what do they call it? Uh, uh, um, I don't know what they call residency it. Residency or something like that. Right. We ain't no residency for your lawyer is learning on the job. And right. so just keep doing it. I'm really, really proud of you, Remy. I've always you, had great you. respect for you. And and I'm 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 looking forward to great things from this podcast and, and you're gonna so do much. great. Just keep putting in the work. I'm so excited for you and and thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for joining me. We're running short on time, but I appreciate you joining me. 
because you gave some really insightful conversation, especially uh, for people that think that um, this whole thing is just on them. There's a higher power that is in control of all this. So sometimes you just for every time you need to just, you know, kind of lean on him. Um, That's what he wants us to do for everything. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you for joining me. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. To-